Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, and I am joined by producer Corey. Producer Corey, how you doing? Uh been better, Joe. Pretty yeah, we're fucking both, sick. We're both ill right now. Um if Joe didn't I'm, fucking make out with me last weekend. None of this would be happening. Look, I couldn't help myself. It was I know. I know I know it was like tongue in cheek behavior, but what are we supposed to do here? So I will say that uh it's been nice that you have decided to join soup season with us. So I've got my bowl right here. Corey, Corey made for, for the listeners, producer Corey made a severe oversight in what, like he just really didn't evaluate his stock properly. There's so many good soup puns. It's unbelievable. Um, didn't have, didn't have like a noodle, didn't have rice. Nothing. So he just, he just made a, st- a, a soup with carrots Carrots, much. chicken, found some turnips. They're in here. A little bit of celery. It's all right. The tur- are those turnips left over from Thanksgiving? I thought so, but they weren't. <laughs> I did check. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Nobody fucking likes turnips. Um, but, you know, one way to get your stock up, Corey, is to hop on Mojo. Uh, Mojo is a New Jersey-based sports betting, uh, sports betting community, sports betting app, and it is a stock market where you can buy and sell and invest, or even short your favorite or most hated players. So, like this past weekend, I had a pretty good weekend on Mojo. Um, we we invested in a couple of players, one of which was uh baker mayfield did great uh baker mayfield is up 20 percent for me uh chigozam okongwu uh he is up 13 percent for me and i actually I, I had a little jameson williams he's up only like three percent though but the guy that i shorted i shorted somebody uh i shorted daryl henderson jr and i am up 82 percent on daryl henderson so there's a lot of cool ways to do this. You can bet you can back some of your bigger players. You can back some guys that suck and or like fade them. And it's a great opportunity <laughs> to have a little bit of fun. Um, producer Corey, I know like I've I've kind of badgered him. I was like, producer Corey, you got to get in here. Um, I was busy that weekend. I got but, there. Okay, I got there. But he's in there. He's in there. I mean, the, the promo is not as good anymore. Um, I think it's like a fifty dollar promo. You can still get my link. I think you might be able to get a little bit extra. Um, I will talk to my guys over at Mojo, but reach out if you want a link and we will try to set you up as best we can. Um, and I'm looking forward to NBA coming on the app. They said sometime in January and you just know I'm going to have an aggressive amount of stock in Tyrese Halliburton and it's going to be amazing. Um, but look, Mojo is really cool. It really was brutal this weekend watching our New York football giants lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. But um, look, it's I, I think we could say it's basketball season now, Corey. <laughs> so uh, it's you know, it's it's been a long ride. It's been a little bit tough, but we'll we'll get more into football just any other time than now. This is it's been a rough weekend. And even for us as Devils fans, although we've only lost apparently three games in three months, according to producer Corey. Uh, so I one of, math. Yeah, one of those was last night or two nights ago. Uh, by the time you're listening to this. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of a rough time over here. You can't win um, them all, Joe. You got to lose a couple games. Additionally, you know? look, I think you got to lose a couple just for like the bookmakers. Uh, so that way you can just hammer their money line the next game. I think right now uh, the Devils must be undefeated off a loss this season. 
So um, we'll find it's out a great opportunity right now. to now buy low. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to buy low <laughs> on the New Jersey Devils second. after they've lost their first game in weeks, in weeks. Um, but look, uh, the World Cup is coming to an end as well. And are we like, what? what's up with the drama with the U.S. team, Corey? Because I don't really understand what's going on with this. What with drama? Gigi, I haven't whatever. actually paid any attention. Oh, something about, yeah, something about crying? basically. Basically, Gino, like he wasn't playing. Uh, there were some comments being made back and forth in the media between him and the coach saying, you know, like, well, like he was basically being like a baby about it, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I just really wanted to help this team play. And then like in club play, he's just absolutely like a wrecking ball right now because he is just like, what the fuck? Like I was the best player. Like you should have been playing me so much more. Um, and that's kind of what the drama is. And you have to wonder, is, is somebody getting fired for this? Maybe, probably, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, I think he may have been able to contribute, but I don't know if he's the best player on the team. But he definitely was underutilized. Fair. Um, but who do you know who's who's going to win at this point? Like, who are we backing? Do we have a do we have I'm a still cash that France? We oh, um, we're backing France. Uh, at least I am, uh, dude. That guy then. That parlay, I think that's still open. The five hundred fifty thousand really? dollar guy, I think so. Oh my god, <laughs> I think so. I'll be honest with you, I've completely tuned out for the last like three days. I mean, so I don't, I don't really blame you. Um, it's just been, it's been a little bit of a tough time. This past week has been rough for both of us. Uh, Producer Corey has been sick. I have also been sick, and I've been on trial, and I'm moving, and my dog is recovering from surgery. So it has just been, it's been brutal out here. It's been brutal, um, and I'm sure that producer Corey has already had to visit like 50 wedding venues in the past. That's about right. Week and a half. That's about yeah. right. <laughs> so with that, you know, like we'll we'll let's just get to the bread and butter. Let's get to our real business here. Um, we should have a guest next week for you guys. So that'll be kind of cool. Uh, looks like we're, we're in the works on the logistics of it, but we should have Maddie Chucks on talk a little bit of puck, talk a little bit of football, talk a little bit of basketball, probably get you all a nice little long shot lay in there, uh, for the title odds. Cause you know, that's just like what we like to do and how we like to have a little bit of fun, but looking at this NBA slate for Wednesday, some of the things that I'm looking at, uh, number one, I'm going to be writing the Cavs versus the Mavericks game uh, for Action Network. And right now I'm looking at this game. They have the Mavs as minus two and a half point favorites. And I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, I guess really what this might come down to is the three-point offense. But even then, the Cavs, uh, even though they don't take as many threes as the Mavericks, um, they are ultra efficient at them. Whereas, uh, you know, Dallas is about middle of the road. I also think that this is kind of one of those spots where Cleveland's rim defense and, you know, their bigs are going to be really active. It's going to create like a pretty significant mismatch against the Dallas Mavericks here. And with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, uh, you're going to have enough firepower, I think, on the offensive end to keep up with this Dallas offense. Additionally, looking at them in terms of adjusted net rating on dunks and threes, uh, the Cavs are third in adjusted net uh, at plus 5.4, where the Mavericks are eighth with plus 2.1. Um, their defense has kind of started to fall off a bit. 
while the Cavs actually have the number one defense in the league at this point. So I think that that's definitely an interesting game. I'm probably going to be taking the Cavs. I'm going to be taking those points. I just think that at this point, that is just a little bit, it's a little bit too much for it to go for a game where I value them kind of similarly. Additionally, <clears throat> looking at some things in terms of like overall point differential, the Cavs are, the Cavs are second compared to the Mavericks. Uh, they're in sixth or seventh overall. So I think that the Cavs are a little bit better of a team right now. And based on the way I have them power ranked, I have the Cavs higher than the Mavericks. So I think getting a couple points on the road, um, if if we can get this at three, that's even better. But I, I think that this will probably just settle at that two and a half number. Um, I, I don't I don't imagine this going the other way. One of the teams that I think has been really transcendent so far is honestly the New Orleans Pelicans. And what's been interesting is they've been doing this without Brandon Ingram. And as a result, we're seeing Zion Williamson really just develop into this MVP candidate. And, you know, I logged him on the action app. Brandon logged him on the action app. It was as high as 120 to one to win the NBA MVP just like a couple of days ago. Um, and he's down to like 20 to one at this point now. So the big difference here and the big thing that's been helping their offense and is that he's been able to be decisive. He's healthy. He's attacking the basket. He's averaging like 27 points a game, 8.2 rebounds, 4.6 assists. He's shooting 65%. Um, he's what, what's really happening here though, is he is being able, he's able to attack in a multitude of different ways because you have to respect him as a facilitator. He's not an unwilling passer. Um, he'll make it if it's the right basketball move. But he his initial instinct is to drive. And because of that, there's no hesitation. The moves that he's working with are so quick and so fluid that he's able to really effectively run this offense. With that in mind, it's one of those spots now where since Ingram's been out, and if you're looking at this team, they're in first place in the Western Conference. They just dismantled the Suns over the weekend. You have to wonder, <clears throat> are they going to consider or will they or would they even trade Brandon Ingram for maybe an upgrade at that position? Uh, I'm, I'm not even necessarily sure who that upgrade would be, but I do think that that's something that I wouldn't be super surprised to see happen just because they don't need him. I don't think that him and Zion necessarily complement each other in the best way. Uh, I think that you're better off with guys maybe like Dyson Daniels even playing or or it's and it's not that they're not it's not that Brandon's not good. It's not that Ingram's not good. <clears throat> it's just that when you're trying to maximize talent and maximize who like your best player on the team is, I don't know if Ingram is the best complementary piece. This is kind of like the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid thing where they're both great players. Like I still think that Simmons is good, but playing them together, you're always going to cap them a little bit and you can only really kind of expand them or expand their roles or expand their success by separating them. Uh, and I think that's, I'm wondering if that's something that is going to be the case for, you know, Ingram and Zion. Um Additionally, another thing that was very surprising over the weekend was actually Kawhi Leonard just went absolutely crazy. Uh, Kawhi has like not been very good, honestly, but like it's always I wrote about this in my props piece and I said like he's been really difficult to bet on this season because number one, he doesn't really play. We don't know how many minutes he's going to play. 
he really hadn't had that type of explosion at all. But then against the Boston Celtics, um, Kawhi went crazy. Kawhi went absolutely crazy. And he far exceeded his points prop. His points prop was set at 17 and a half. And in a win, Kawhi scored 25 points, nine boards and six assists in just 29 minutes. So that was kind of the effort that you thought you were going to see from the Clippers between him and Paul George. Paul George had 26, six and three. But to see this happen to the Celtics, even without Al Horford and Robert Williams, this was surprising. And I'm wondering if the Celtics are cooling off a little bit. I don't really think so. I think it's more injury related. But are we really going to see the Clippers start to maybe turn a corner? The Clippers are now 16 and 13, which is not a team, which is not something that I really would have thought had I not looked that up. It's kind of one of those things where when you're looking at the standings and you're saying, okay, well, this team, it's like it almost doesn't match the eye test. But if we look at it, they're the seventh seed in the West right now. They're 16 and 13, and they're three and a half games out of first place. They don't, that's, they have not seemed that good. But, you know, the record speaks for itself. And when you see the Jazz are plummeting down the standings, they're 15 and 14. So they're the 10 seed right now. Granted, that's only one game back in the loss column from them. But the West is pretty tight. So this is something we've talked about. And it's just really a matter of maybe one or two wins or losses. And you're going from, <clears throat> the three seed all the way to the nine seed. So the Clippers are right in the thick of it. And if Paul George and Kawhi are going to be healthy, they are going to be a team to be reckoned with. And I think that it's notable, uh, especially if they do decide that they're going to play together because all lineups with both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are plus 13 points per hundred possessions. So that's a hundred percent a spot that I'm going to be looking to back them in moving forward, especially if Kawhi is going to be playing uh, I think that they're going to be a better team than a lot of these other teams. And the there's kind of a sour taste in your mouth just based on the fact that they've been managing Kawhi so much. But given that he just played 29 minutes, he's healthy. That team is going to be an absolute wagon. So I like, I like the Clippers kind of moving forward. All right. So guys, I, I'm like, honestly, like I think I might be dying. This is, this is some of the worst. This is literally some of the worst, but one game, there's one more game that we're going to be betting on the slate. And it is honestly, it's going to be the Portland Trailblazers versus the San Antonio Spurs. Blazers are minus six and a half. We're going to be betting that against the Spurs. The Spurs um, have had a few shocking wins lately, but I don't buy it. I just, I don't buy it. Um, look, this team is not good. They're tanking. They're like purposefully tanking and head to head, you know, the Blazers won, uh, about a month ago at this point, they won 117 to 110. Um, the Blazers were eight and a half point favorites and they failed to cover. The thing is, when we look at that game back on November 15th of this year, that game that was about a month ago, one of the big differences with the, was that Pirtle was playing for the Spurs. And Pirtle went absolutely crazy. He scored 31 points, 14 rebounds, and five assists. You know who's not going to be playing for them in this game? Pirtle. He's hurt. He's not going to be playing. Um, and Nurk only played 15 minutes in that game. 
So I think that we're going to see a much bigger opportunity for the Blazers to kind of defend the interior. Um, I doubt that they will get outscored by literally 20 points in the paint. And I think that we're going to see the Blazers be able to play much better basketball. Um, and I think that they can cover that minus six and a half point spread here. I just don't think it's large enough. And even though the, this is a matchup where they failed to cover before, when we look at this, it's a matchup between two teams that really have dramatically different storylines. Uh, the Blazers are 15th in net rating. They have the eighth best offense in the league, whereas the Spurs are literally dead last at 30th, minus 9.8 in terms of adjusted net rating, 28th in adjusted offense, and 30th in adjusted defense. So even if you are a little bit nervous about laying the points, I really wouldn't be. This is going to be a high spread game. It's 230 and a half. But worst case scenario, you could always take the Blazers over 118.5. But I think if I was doing that, I would want to target them in the first half instead. So if it's 118.5, uh, you're going to be seeing a total um, right around 60 points or so. Um, and just now, actually, we just got word that Brandon Ingram is going to be missing another week. So just to go back to the Pelican stuff, you can continue to keep betting on Zion. I think that he's going to be very, very successful. And Trey Murphy is another guy. Uh, you can continue to bet on his threes. Uh, the 2.5 threes line has been pretty solid for him. But when Ingram does come back, they drop that to one and a half. Murphy is one of those guys that he's going to still be in the rotation. He's not going to fall out. So I'm going to be continuing to bet that one and a half threes line uh, at, at that point in time. So that's kind of what we're looking at for the slate. We're looking at the at the Cavs plus two and a half and we're looking at the Blazers minus two and a half or minus six and a half rather um and we will just root privately and painfully for our Knicks against the Chicago Bulls um but producer Corey I know I've dragged you into this and I think we're regretting it as we record but we had to do it for it's the hard time. it's <clears throat> hard brutal how are you doing uh you like I said be been better do you have like fourth bowl of soup you have any recommendations for the listeners? Aside from soup, yeah. Aside it's the holiday soup. season. It's the time for giving. Don't forget to give yourself something. I just blew a whole lot of money on something that made me very happy, which is really blunting the effects of how ill I am right now. Uh, I'm sure it'll wear off tomorrow. I bought a brand new guitar, and I'm so excited. What do you play, dude? What do I play? Yeah, like all jams. Do you just jam? Yeah, I play everything. Uh oh. I mean, I'm into, like, heavier stuff when I play with my brother. He's a drummer. You know, make you want to punch somebody in the head. That's uh, we also do some bluesy shit. We're all over the place. All have over you the ever map. Slammed, have you ever slammed the guitar and, like, broke I it? I have. I have. It was my first one I ever had, and I thought it would be cool. And it was really, it just really hurt my arms, honestly. You're officially a rock star. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was sick, man. Like, all the, the whole, all the six people who saw it were like, yo, that guy's tight. So tight, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was among the dumbest of things I've ever done. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Um, okay. She's been replaced. Well, I'm glad that you have new have a new geek, dude. That's right. I am gonna recommend these Vix Vapo inhaler. They're not medicated, but you can put it's them a in snooze your nose. stick. Dude, it's it's the best thing I've, I've ever seen. It's like if you <clears throat> put it in your nose, you inhale, 
And it kind of like just, I don't know, it just, it makes you feel great. Like it kind of like, it helps with the sinuses, it helps with the sinus pressure. If you ever, have you ever had those breathe right things that you like put on your nose? The tandem of the vape, the vapo inhaler, the parlay. I think you unlocked something. I think you unlocked something. If you, if you, the the parlay, it's a parlay, it's a plus EV parlay. Um, It's a correlated parlay. We, if you use the vapo inhaler, with the breathe right sticks, you can really maximize the sinus cavity and hold it there and hold it there. So oh, I gotta so, go to CVS like now. Yeah. So I'm recommending not only the vapor inhaler, but the breathe right sticks. And it is quite the tandem. So good luck out there, guys. Oh, one breathe more thing right. I'll recommend. Uh, <clears throat> fucking enjoy it when you can sleep throughout the night because you're not congested. I've woke, woken up choking like for the last three or four days. I feel like I haven't slept in days. It's I awful. really take for granted those nights. I just sleep through the whole night. Get some fucking rest out uh, there. Dude, there's nothing worse, I think, than when you're sick and you wake up in the middle of the night because like you have to go through the whole thing of like, I feel like shit. Yeah, it's not over yet. It's halftime. Yeah, you're like, fuck, like I'm not better. <laughs> I do this all over. I doubt I'll be better in four more hours. This isn't going to do shit. Yeah, like there's no way I'm going to suck. This is going to be the worst. So with that, get some sleep. Put some stuff in your nose. Have some soup. Strum a geet. Let's catch that. Please come now. I think I'm falling. Holding on the wall. I think you're safe. It seems I found the road to know.
six feet from the edge and I'm thinking Please call now, 